Hi, it's Thunek again. Welcome to the second half of the Dimitru Brinzan interview. Part one covered the usual ground, delving into his experiences running a WordPress theme business. All pretty standard stuff. But now, in part two, we examine how Dimitru uncovered serious problems in how WordPress is run. And we reveal how that dysfunction, rather conveniently, hands a million dollar business advantage to some leading WordPress volunteers. Since 2010, I had a couple of themes uh, uploaded to the WordPress.org theme repository. I had some themes there, uh, some popular themes, some less than popular themes. And uh, last year I decided that maybe it's time to start giving back a little bit and to start reviewing themes for someone else. And apparently I came at, at a very difficult time when the waiting times, I think, were around eight or nine months to get the first review to your theme. They must have been delighted. They, so they must have been delighted to have yet another experienced volunteer, right? Well, the community and the team is quite big. So I don't think that a single reviewer uh, changes a lot in the performance of the team. And I reviewed, I think, 10 themes in uh, two months, uh, I think, or three months. So it's not like I, I did uh, a lot of work there. But uh, yeah, uh, w when I came there uh, to get a, few, a theme rev reviewed, you can, you can have a baby in that time. So <laughs> could you explain exactly what's involved in the theme review? So obviously you're not talking about like leaving a review at the internet movie database. You know, you're not just saying, hey, I give this 10 out of 10. You, you have to go in to quite some, uh, some detail, right? So what's involved? If you're used to developing themes for Theme Forest, then you know that uh, the code review can get brutal. Some things that work and some things that you coded and you are happy with them, you have to change some of the code because something uh, is not uh, named right or something doesn't use the proper function. Um, something, some code is not safe. So you have to change that or uh, improve that and that's perfectly fine. But there's a set of, um, of guidelines to get a theme approved on uh, wordpress.org. Those guidelines, some of them are uh, logical, some of them are intuitive, some of them are uh, a little bit weird maybe. And, uh, and yeah, be before you start reviewing, first you have to, I think it's best to submit your own theme have an experienced reviewer point out some things that uh, you were in the comfort zone, you knew that everything is working fine and uh, you consider your theme a great product and uh, of a great quality. And then a reviewer would start pointing out uh, all the holes that you have. And uh, this happened a couple of times to me. Uh, I've had a couple of themes that were uh, failing the review miserably. And uh, as I started improving them, I got to the point that um, I thought that maybe after getting 15 or 20 of my themes reviewed, maybe I have a knowledge to start reviewing someone else's themes. But yeah, there's a set of guidelines and 
you have there's a documentation page uh, where you can read everything and uh, you have to keep track of everything and uh, uh, once every couple of months some of the rules change uh, the documentation doesn't always uh, uh, mention those changes so you have to be on slack and uh, generally it's better to double check and to ask uh, the more experienced reviewers if if this is allowed today and if this is allowed tomorrow, because some things are uh, changed at that level. I would say that, um, so my experience, I mean, I think obviously anybody can look and say that, as you say, having to wait as long as it takes to, for, a, for a human child to just state, having to wait nine months for a theme to be reviewed is patently ridiculous. And it's clearly something which is going to be very demotivating for anybody who creates a theme to be shared for free in the WordPress uh, repository. But I would say that that in my experience, again, just going back to Joomla for a second, they have a, a thing there called the Joomla extension directory, which is so badly run and which is so overrun with spam and has a completely dysfunctional management where if, uh, I, I mean, I, I know some people who've got extensions, they've been, you know, they've been in the Joomla world for well over a decade and uh, they get ripped apart by fake reviews and nothing can be done because the person managing the JET the Joomla extension directory, is on some kind of weird, strange power trip. And it's completely illogical. And I would argue that a big reason why Joomla has crashed in, in terms of usage over the past two or three years is that they now effectively do not have their version of WordPress.org. Essentially, the heart has been pulled out of that project. So to me, uh, by, by comparison, uh, one time when I saw somebody complain about fake reviews in the WordPress.org, it was actually in the case of plugins, it got settled within within a few hours. Uh, this one um, uh, plugin, I think it was called SolidRes, had something like twenty reviews that were clearly just made up. I mean, it was all reviewers who had never who had never uh, left a review before, and they were giving five out of five, and and just just these glowing reviews, all with the same misspellings, the same words misspelt. And they dealt with it. They wiped out all those fake reviews. So I was incredibly impressed, and I remember looking at that and comparing it to the Joomla situation and saying this. This is why WordPress is on top. And yet, of course, I've never seen that side of it, that if I were to submit a, a plugin or a, or a theme to be part of the repository, it could take nine months to appear. Why is that? And is that something, is that still the case? Just to make it clear, plugins go through a different review process with a different theme. Mm -hmm. I, I think that plugins, uh, at least for the last couple of years, are going live in one or two weeks from being submitted. I never submitted plugins, so uh, I can say for sure. And for themes, last year, the waiting uh, time was eight, nine months. Right now, it's uh, down to two months, six, eight weeks from the first review. So the situation is now better because some of the changes that were done uh, in the past year. So that's not the case right now, but... But yeah, even two months, it's still still a lot to wait, but it's still manageable. What sort of changes? What sort of changes? I mean, did they loosen up the requirements? Not loosening up the requirements for review, but uh, creating more strict rules for uh, submitting new themes. For example, the, one of the situation was that people were submitting uh, multiple themes and uh, basically even uh, myself as a one-man show, I could easily upload a theme every week. So if the review time is two months, in these two months, I could add 
eight themes to the line, right? And if you have a hundred people doing that, then you immediately jump from uh, 100 themes in review, you jump to 900 themes or a thousand themes. So it creates a huge backlog. And that was a problem that people would create a parent theme and then submit five child themes just with different color palettes and uh, with a boxed version, a full version. uh, a, A new rule was set that you can have only one theme in up for review. And until your theme is accepted, approved or uh, rejected, you cannot upload a a different theme. So that started reducing the backlog. And then um, reviewers were allowed to reject a theme if if they would find more than five distinctive uh, issues like uh, one security, second bad uh, readme file, three uh, a function doesn't work, and four uh, you didn't escape properly some strings, and up to five, and you can close the ticket and uh, reject the theme. So the offer would, would have to start over. They would have to submit the theme again. They would go, go to the end of a line and again wait for, uh, for their review. So because of that, the number of submissions dropped and uh, slowly, slowly the backlog of themes started reducing and uh, two reviewers specifically, they reviewed, I think, like 400 or 300 themes in uh, eight months or nine, nine months. So the two, <laughs> the two reviewers almost took uh, half of the whole review queue they did everything by themselves. So uh, so that was why it is now down to two months. That's pretty impressive. But do you think, is there a chance that a side effect of this new, more stringent situation and also the thing where you're getting people to upload their work for free? So these are, in a sense, volunteers, not allowing people to submit more than one theme. In a way, that sounds like you might be rejecting work that people are voluntarily giving to the community. Do you think many people decided to stop being theme developers as a result of this? They didn't stop being theme developers. They maybe stopped uh, submitting themes to WordPress.org because basically you could submit the theme to ThemeForest if you work a little more on it and make it better. But but generally, a lot of the themes that go uh, to WordPress.org right now, they are light versions. It's not often that you find a theme from a volunteer. Most of the themes are from businesses, from teams that they have a long-term plan for that theme. It's not just, hey, I'm a designer, I work with uh, uh, wherever, and I decided to create something cool and give it away. There's always a um, a purpose, a, a, a reason. An agenda. Yeah, an agenda, yeah. So, so tell me, so I believe that there was a deeper problem with the, the WordPress theme review or system. There's not a deep problem with a review system. There was just a situation with the structure of power and with the way the community and the team of reviewers is uh, administrated. For example, most of the people in the team review team are volunteers. 
So people don't get paid. They are not uh, hired by automatic. They are not paid by automatic or by the foundation. And there was an issue that some of the guidelines were applied and are still applied selectively by uh, different admins. The team consisted uh, of five or six uh, team leaders, and each leader has his own views on certain guidelines. So, for example, if your theme was being reviewed by one leader, you would get a more strict review. And if you would get someone else, you would get an easier review. And that could cause some situations in which one product uh, sees the green light and another one sees the red light and is uh, held back for a couple of weeks or months or is rejected. Is this not exactly the same problem as any court system in the world? That you could get a, a nice judge or you could get a tough judge? Well, yeah, that's the same. But uh, in this case, if the theme review team is made up of uh, volunteers and is handled by volunteers and by the community, then we can vote or we can change something in the community because we are part of the community, but we cannot directly change a judge. We don't have that power. So uh, <laughs> it's the same, but different. So you came out and you, you wrote about this, but I believe that there was a specific technical problem whereby if people name their, their team in a certain way, that they can get up the ranks. There's some kind of technical problem where if there's a theme that isn't part of the WordPress repository, nevertheless, the way that WordPress is constructed, if somebody, say, buys a theme that, you know, they, they buy it somewhere else and it has a certain name, the WordPress will pull the WordPress.org repository for that theme. Is that correct? And that has some kind of effect on its, on its usage figures. Is that correct? Yes. The way uh, WordPress works, for example, if you have a theme called uh, Hermes, right? Mm. What a terrible name. Yes, it's a terrible name. Just kidding, just kidding. And you have it on your website and the theme name is uh, Hermes and the theme slug is Hermes. So the identifier of the theme. And every day when you enter the dashboard of your website, your WordPress installation makes a call to the WordPress org services and it checks if this theme exists and if there is an updated version. That's how you are able to do the one-click updates of your themes, like uh, one day after there's an update. In this scenario, if I have a theme called Hermes for my website and someone publishes a free theme on WordPress.org with the same name and with the same slug, then my WordPress website thinks that it's the same theme. So if I have... On my personal blog, the theme Hermes is version 1.0. And on WordPress.org, there's a theme called Hermes with version 2.0. Then my website will suggest an automatic update. Right. I just click the button and the theme will uh, be updated. But it will be a completely different theme. So this is called a name collision when theme names collide. The thing about that is that sometimes people would upload a theme uh, with a name. Deliberately. Yes, that already exists. Sometimes you know about that, sometimes you don't know about that. For example, uh, on my personal blog, the theme is called Brenzan, so my last name. And 
it's nothing stops you from uploading a theme with that name to wordpress.org that's a completely reasonable thing to do and in that case my blog could get that theme accidentally by updating but uh, that's not the real issue another issue is that when you go to to search and to add a new theme to your website you go to appearance you go to themes and there are three main tabs. You get featured themes, you get popular themes, and you get latest themes. Latest is clear what it does. Featured is, uh, contrary to popular belief, it's just a random list of themes. It's not curated, it's not handpicked, it's nothing. It's just a random list. That's crazy. And sometimes you would see... You would see themes that are uh, five years old or eight years old. And uh, well, anyway, and then there's the popular tab and the popular link is the more problematic one because the popular tab shows themes that are used on many websites. So uh, if your theme is used on a hundred thousand websites, then it's probably popular. That's why in the popular tab, you will find the 2017, 2016, 2015, all these uh, default themes because they are active on many, many websites. And this is where the um, theme name collisions create this problem that if you upload a theme that is used outside of WordPress org, and it already has a lot of, lot of active uh, installations, then your new theme would basically benefit from those active websites. And your theme having the same name will be considered as popular, which is exactly what happened last year when a theme called uh, Total was uploaded. And uh, the reviewer that was checking the theme didn't notice that there's a theme called Total on Theme Forest, and it's one of the best-selling of all times. It's now in the top 10 of uh, the popular themes on WordPress.org. Right. And it's been there for over a year, I think. Uh, I have to check my dates. And uh, just because there's a popular theme on Theme Forest that I think has over 50,000 sales or 30,000 or 40,000 sales, and it's the same theme name, Total, with the same slug total. Mm -hmm. So this theme, WordPress.org thinks that it's the same theme and it's so popular and it displays it at the top because it, uh, it has so many installations. And uh, about eight or nine months ago, or maybe less, uh, to prevent this problem, well, a small change was made to track. Uh, well, when you upload a theme, there would appear a new small message that, hey, this theme is already being used on a thousand websites. So uh, the reviewers should make sure that there's no name collision and that it's not the, that it's the same theme, that it wouldn't cause any problems to existing users. The main discussion and the main argument for preventing these name collisions is that we should think of the users. Because if the people that bought Theme Total, for example, on Theme Forest, they shouldn't accidentally update their themes to the free one from WordPress.org, because it's it's a disaster. Can I just stress that again? Yeah. Um, 
So I'm looking here at the total that's on the free total. That's number nine in the WordPress repository. Yes. And it's currently version 1.1.6.8. Whereas the one on ThemeForest, I can't quite see the version here. But if it should happen that the version number on WordPress.org total theme, if that suddenly gets higher than the one that's on the ThemeForest, then suddenly all these ThemeForest customers, and and I mean, we're looking at um, 26,000 sales and we're looking at, uh, you know, God only knows how many people using a pirated version or using it on multiple sites. Let's say 100,000 sites in all. Suddenly they all get updated to this frankly terrible looking theme on WordPress.org. Is that, is that what can happen? Not not quite. It doesn't happen automatically. You still have to press the button to update it. That's one. And two. But why? Would, but you're not going to get any indication that it's not your theme. I mean, I mean, look, if exactly. one of my themes yeah. says uh, there's a new version, I'm going to update it. Of course I am. Correct, correct. But uh, Theme Forest, they are aware of this issue. So there's um, all themes that get submitted to Theme Forest. They uh, get, uh, uh, well, the suggestion and that there's a small line of code that you add to your theme and it prevents it from checking WordPress.org for an update. So, So right now the users of Theme Forest are basically safe from issues that may uh, appear from this. But of course, there are other marketplaces. There are also other theme shops that don't do this. So uh, usually people check on theme forest, but there can be name collisions with, uh, with any other marketplace or any other theme shop. Can I ask you, now I'm, I'm not a very technical guy, but it seems to me that this would be absolutely the perfect situation in which to use a unique identifier for each theme. <laughs> Why on earth are they not doing that? No, no, seriously, surely that, that it, it's, you're just creating another field. It's, it's not it's going to be, take a huge amount of programming. It doesn't, all you've got to do is introduce that into the, uh, the theme submission thing. Well, why can't they do that? Well, that has been in the talks, I think, since 2008, since the... Talks? Why do they need to have talks? Well, I'm I'm not the one to judge why something is implemented or is not implemented in WordPress, but there are track tickets and meta tickets for that uh, for many years. And there are many simple things and many ideas that would require 10 or 15 minutes of, uh, of work, but are not implemented, are not done. And fast forward 10 years ahead, and uh, we have these issues with theme collisions and, uh, and these update problems. And uh, why this wasn't done, I, I cannot tell you that. Well, look, okay, look, so you're pretty young, you're 32. So you would have been about six years of age when the Iron Curtain fell. Okay. But can I ask you, as somebody who comes from uh, what used to be an East European country, or, you know, used to be behind the Iron Curtain from what used to be a communist country, do you get the impression that WordPress as an organization, although it's, you know, obviously founded on on very um, heartfelt and very good intentions, if it takes them more than 10 years to fix what should be, you know, a really obvious problem that's causing, I mean, collisions for God's sakes. Surely if it takes them 10 years to fix something so obvious, do you think they've gone full-on communist? Uh, well, that's, that's a, that's a well-worded question. <laughs> I think that some of the development resources 
could be allocated towards some parts of the community that helped making WordPress so popular. Because I think it's a popular belief that WordPress became popular thanks to theme developers and plugin developers. And uh, I think it, it would be difficult to, to defend the point that WordPress would have become as big as it is now if people wouldn't have started creating themes, selling them, marketing them, and uh, bringing so much attention to WordPress. So it is a little bit odd when the foundation and uh, the people responsible ignore and avoid addressing some of the concerns specifically around themes. They can spend years on Gutenberg and uh, predecessor and changing some things or working on Jetpack or things like that. But the basis of everything, the themes, and they leave something like this open. And it's like they just don't care about what happens. A lot of talk uh, is around the the user, a lot of talk is around the satisfaction and everything to be to be working fine. But an issue like this, like a identifier, and this is not a new issue. These collisions were happening seven years ago, six years ago. So it's not something that just popped up. And this hasn't been addressed like some other issues. And yeah, it's it's a good question. Why this? Why this is happening? Why? Uh, why nothing is done about this? When I uh, raised uh, this question with my uh, posts back in July, I think this was in July. Yes, some people started moving. Uh, there were some talks. Some oh yeah, let, let's do something, and nothing. It's back to normal. Nothing is being done about this. So it's it's a really good question, but I, I'm not one to to answer it, unfortunately. And what we know, what we know today is that the person who owns the total team in in, in the repository, they're still up there, they're still in the top ten. And and by the way, I think six of the other top ten things are all the 2018 or 2016, 2014 themes, which again are popular just by sheer inertia that people are using them, you know, and have never updated anything or have never, you know. So so in a sense, other than default themes, uh, this total theme is one of the top three, and so they're obviously benefiting by that. They can turn around in their work, in their life, and they can say, I've got one of the top three themes in WordPress.org. Well, um, so people are benefiting. To be clear, specifically this theme total, I think the developer doesn't even sell anything. If you go to their website, they don't have a pro version. They don't have, uh, so I don't think that they uh, financially benefit a lot from this. So that's another uh, weird thing that you would have this uh, top 10 spot for uh, such a long time and uh, and you don't sell anything. So so that's interesting, at least last time when I checked. But even if they're not selling anything, it's the case that other people are creating themes that are not receiving the, the acclaim and the accolades that they should because they're further down. They're not in the top 10. People have to actually scroll down to find things like Shapely or Peony or Kale or many of the other fine themes here, 
which which you know just looking at them just at their thumbnails seem to be better more professional looking themes than total so my question is like okay the amount of time that's being put into into reviewing all of these themes the amount of time that's put into wordpress generally surely it would make sense for them to go in and fix that. And not just that, but also the fact that the, the incredible nuttiness of the fact that the featured list, which is the default tab that that, every, that comes up inside everybody's WordPress and on the WordPress.org site, you tell me that that's a completely randomized selection and some of the themes that will pop up there could be eight years old. Surely that is something that should be fixed. Surely if this was Google or any company, they would have focused in on that because that's your shop front. That's the first thing that people see. Correct. Uh, you, you should look at it from a new user's perspective. You install WordPress for the first time. You know that there are, there are these things called themes. So you open the themes tab and you immediately go to this, get this uh, featured tab. And sometimes you would have only one theme there. It can be the theme that is the newest in the repository. Sometimes you would get 2017 there. And and usually it's just the random list of themes that is updated, uh, I think, once a day or twice a day. And then there's the popular tab where uh, the user thinks that, okay, if these are the most popular themes, then most likely they are the most used and they are uh, the best. And I should look at, at them. So when a new user is searching for a theme, when he's most vulnerable to marketing and to uh, to choosing a developer, choosing a theme, you get this selection of themes that uh, not always corresponds to the reality of a community. This new user could also be looking at Squarespace. They could have Squarespace open in another tab. And you can be sure as hell that Squarespace isn't presenting their worst themes as their future themes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's, a good, uh, that's a good point. That, um, but the idea behind the featured tab is that the explanation is that um, in order to avoid the controversy of uh, oh who decided to pick this theme uh, to be featured uh, because it would have to be a curated list ah. uh, so someone someone has to make the decision of highlighting this or that so the decision was to avoid this and just to make it random but random you know how uh, how that can uh, turn out so exactly as I'm saying, uh, when I say communism, of course, I didn't mean that they were actually <laughs> communist, but I meant completely dysfunctional. And everybody's reacting to short-term political awkwardness, and you end up with this situ- with this system that that just doesn't make any damn sense. Well, for new users, for a lot of them, when they open the feature tab, let's be honest, that in many cases they won't see anything interesting, anything uh, that looks nice there. So uh, some of them might not even notice that they can change the list, that they can go to popular or that they can go to latest. Some of them will think that, okay, I have this selection of 15 themes. Oh, uh, I thought that there are more, but okay, I guess 15. And then they look at them and, oh, 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 no, 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 (laughs) this is not for me. So because as a theme developer, when you have customers, that install the theme and they see a big red button that reads click me or uh, please do this 
and they don't notice it. And then you would expect that people open this directory of themes and that they see this small menu with uh, navigation of featured and popular. A lot of people are missing it. Some of them don't see it uh, either because they are overwhelmed or, or they are in a hurry or uh, they are new to internet and to websites. So uh, there are some decisions that uh, just make WordPress look bad, to put it simply. Yeah, if you're going to have a feature tab, that is your opportunity to put your best foot forward. I mean, the whole point of having a feature thing is you're saying, we have actually made a decision to feature these. These are the themes that are going to give you the best idea of the variety of things that are possible, the range of possibilities. And and to say that, that they can't risk one person having the power of curation is ridiculous. By definition, featured themes must be curated themes. And then popular themes should actually be themes that are actually popular, not somehow gamed by the fact that somebody hasn't bothered to use unique identifiers. And this is ridiculous. Right. And the problem with a featured tab it takes 30 seconds to rename it to random. That's it. Problem solved. Right. Exactly. So it's just a problem of, of using the wrong labels on the buttons and on the menus, on the menu items. So, uh, so how, many, how, many, how many years of meetings will be necessary to change the label? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't follow the the, the review team, and the, but I think there were talks about that again. Talks uh, in July at least, or maybe even sooner. But um, mm -hmm. for now, nothing has changed, and there were talks to remove the popular tab, and uh, that's not on the agenda anymore. Uh, at least I don't think so. No unique identifiers, no label changes, nothing about the popular tab that I think, well, in my case, in, uh, in the things, in the arguments that I raised in my article back in July, I think that this was a clear case of nepotism. And uh, I'm not afraid to use this word. Yes, I think that uh, someone simply decided that, okay, Let's look the other way and uh, let someone benefit from uh, from a spot on this popular uh, list. So, um... okay. So let's actually just to be clear for people. Let's actually just remind people of where they can find the post that you made was made on your own website, right? Yes, it was on my blog, uh, brinzan.com. Uh, I think if you have uh, notes to the episode, it will be easier to just put a link to it below the the audio file. Uh, it's my last name, so it might be difficult to to spell it out. Okay, so so anybody going to brinsa.com, they can find this post that you wrote in July. And if I remember correctly, because at the time, uh, Jean pointed it out to me, and he also linked me to another discussion that happened within WordPress.org, I think. I forget exactly. But I remember it sparked quite a lot of conversation, some of which seemed quite defensive. You know, people, and I think you got attacked a little bit. What was the what was the the outcome of it all? I I don't think that I got attacked, but the, uh, this happened. I think the first the first post uh, on this topic of name collisions and of people uh, benefiting from a spot on the popular tab without uh, well really earning that being popular, yeah, getting popular uh, was but by uh, Matt Medeiros from uh, mattreport.com. Uh, 
I think he was the first one back in 2016 to write uh, about a theme that got on the popular tab uh, thanks to the name collision issue. And then in my case, this happened uh, this year in uh, June and uh, July, the whole thing happened when um, when a certain theme by a certain moderator, so uh, someone part of a theme review team, someone, well, you can say that uh, in the admin group, they uh, uploaded a theme knowingly that it's a name collision issue, knowing that the theme shouldn't be accepted and that it's against the guidelines. But there was a certain miscommunication a couple of days earlier and one thing led to another, yada, 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 and the theme went live on 1st of June. And immediately on the first day of uh, going live, it started showing 10,000 of uh, active uh, installations. So, so you would get a potential update issue for over 10,000 websites. And the team, team leaders didn't do anything about it. Uh, nobody said a single word, even though it was heavily discussed uh, on Slack in the channel. And nobody did anything even on the first day or the second day when it went live even though some of them were uh, online and were participating in the conversations uh, on Slack. So the issue wasn't addressed in any way. And uh, other theme reviewers and uh, other theme offers understood from this that name collisions are no longer an issue, that uh, we no longer have to check if a theme exists or not. So all theme names are allowed. And uh, in my case, and in the case of uh, another uh, reviewer, uh, also a moderator, uh, we have submitted uh, our themes. And in both cases, they were also uh, with name collisions. And our themes got rejected, and uh, pretty harshly, without talking, without uh, explaining, without uh, doing anything about the previous uh, theme that was accepted. But but hang on a second. Now, now, so hang on a second. So, but you were also moderators in the theme review team, right? Correct. Correct. So, so if you, if you're accusing them of nepotism, surely why didn't the, you get the benefit of that nepotism? Well, uh, the fact that there are 10 people on the same team, it doesn't mean that all 10 people on that team have the same relationship with someone else. So the people on a team are not equal. Somebody is liked more, somebody is liked less, somebody does more, somebody does less, even though if you're in the same class, in the same team. So in this case, I, I don't know the reasons. I don't have proof to say that, look, there was money involved or, or there was uh, some favors involved or... Uh, uh, I don't have proof of that, but the actions and the words and everything that resulted, you have to be blind to believe that that this was really unintentional and that everything was completely accidental. Can I ask, what was the name of the theme? What was the name of the theme uh, that went live and immediately got 10,000? Which theme was that? Oh, uh, it's uh, theme consulting. It's right now on the right. num 
number seven spot. On the number seven spot. So it's even higher than total. Yes, correct. And uh, it has been uh, in that spot. Well, it's been on the fourth uh, place, fifth place uh, since 1st of June. So imagine that your theme is on the popular list in the top seven, top eight for June, July, August, September, almost five months. Now we've October. So imagine the value that you get out of that. Uh, I had one of my free themes was i think the highest it went was on uh, 48th or uh, 52nd place something like that and i was getting uh, about um, 80 or 100 visitors a day just from that spot so imagine if a theme in top 50 on the 50th spot gets 100 visitors imagine how many visitors you get being in top 10 and that's worldwide oh it'd be massive absolutely exactly so okay so let's take a quick look at the themes here look i'm going to go through the top 10 here just to to lay this out for people okay so the first four are all default themes we got 2017 2016 2015 and 2014 and you could argue that um any intelligent algorithm would just remove them from the featured because we already know but they're not you don't have to promote them to people i think when you're giving a popular list you shouldn't include the default themes that's ridiculous it it undermines the whole basis so now let's look from number five onwards we have hestia number six is sydney number seven is consulting then we at at number eight we have another uh default 2012 Uh, then at number nine we have total and then at number 10 we have hit mag so of those ones that are not defaults Hestia, Sydney, Consulting, Total, and Hitmag, are they all benefiting from this um, lack of a unique identifier? No, uh, I I think uh, the collision is just with Consulting and with Total. And uh, Hestia and Sydney are are from uh, really popular and big theme shops, theme developers. Hestia is from Film Isle, Mm. the creators of uh, Zerif, Zerif Light. Uh-huh. And uh, and Sydney is from uh, A themes. They uh, well, they're also pretty big in uh, promoting their themes. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. In in this case, in top ten, we have two known name collisions. We have uh, four default themes and uh, three themes that are uh, well, basically on their own merit. They are here. So three out of ten should be here and uh, 7 out of 10 uh, shouldn't be right, in this right. top so it puts puts things in perspective and i think um, uh, even the team leaders were discussing about removing the default themes from the popular tab i think the meta ticket is from 2015 so for about 2 years this has been on the table and and we're looking at them so this is why I could never be involved in the in the actual WordPress community level stuff, because, oh, my God, the, the frustration of having to identify a problem and then wait several years for it to be fixed, that would kill me. That's that's ridiculous. Can I ask you specifically with regard to uh, consulting? This is the one that it's um, it's by ThinkUp Themes. 
And is the person behind that a moderator? Yes. Within the team review? Yes. And currently was elected, was right. elected as a uh, new team leader. So now there are some changes in the, in the hierarchy and in the organization. And now uh, there will be just two team leaders elected every six months. And um, and think up, think up themes is now one of the elected uh, team leaders. Okay, and think up themes do benefit from this. Unlike Total, in the case of think up themes, who've got the incredibly business oriented name consulting as their theme, uh, they do sell themes. They sell premium themes here at thinkupthemes.com, right? Correct, correct. And they're now a team leader. And there has been no recognition that this could be seen as improper i mean sometimes it isn't enough for impropriety to, to, to actually happen sometimes just the appearance of things not being kosher is enough calls an organization to turn around and change decisions but in this case nobody outside of the slack has addressed this well uh no nothing was done about this and the reasoning and the wording was this that Look, what happened happened, the theme went live, and it's too late to do anything about it. But it went live for a couple of hours, and people didn't do anything about it. So I can understand when something happens, like we've, uh, I, I think even Total was suspended on the first day. But consulting was submitted knowingly that there's a name collision even in the ticket for that theme. There's a message from Think Up Themes where he says, I know that this is a name collision. I know that this shouldn't be allowed. But because of this and because of that, it has to go live. And it went live. Nobody did anything about it. And uh, here we are. So not to say anything about the theme or the developer. And uh, if I were in this situation and I could get my theme there, I would do it. So I wouldn't mind uh, even with some controversy to get my theme there. Who is the uh, owner of Think Themes or Think Up Themes? Who's the owner? I don't know. Uh, I can't say the full name. I know the person on Slack, but not the first name and last name. Uh, I just think it's interesting that the person who owns Think Up Themes uh, is using um, an anonymous who is record for their domain. And there's no mention on the website about who's behind it or who's building it or which is unusual because usually you get something saying, you know, meet the team or uh, meet the team behind this, uh, this company. So it just seems to be, uh, it seems to be pretty shady in that sense. Yes, but uh, I don't care about that. Uh, if, if you want to put your domain, uh, anonymous domain, I don't care about that. I'm not saying anything about the person, anything about the business. I don't care about that. If I could have my thing there, I would do it. So uh, I don't want to point fingers and say that this is a good person or that is a bad person. But the point of my article was that someone under the same guidelines was treated like this and someone else three days or six days later under the same guidelines was treated completely differently and uh, was demoted, was punished. Uh, there were actions taken uh, against that person or another and without any communication, without any transparency, without anything. So a decision was made to let someone there and the decision was made to kick someone out. So that's my issue. I think you're being too nice. I, I, 
if anything, you're being too nice because I mean, I'm a connoisseur of of uh, premium grade bullshit, and <laughs> and I could tell you that somebody making a decision to wave through to wave through their own theme. And then when it's brought up, when this problem is brought up to say, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry, but we have to go ahead with it now for for reasons. And then this thing, which massively benefits them, which gives them the number four slot in in uh, thing and the number one slot, if you don't include, sorry, number two or three slot, if you don't include all the default themes that they've that they've geared this up. And when people actually bring it up as a problem, they wave you all down and say, well, no, no I'm sorry, it's not a problem because, you know, I have to go ahead with this now for technical reasons. That's premium grade bullshit. You, you say that you would do it. You say that you would do it in the same place. But let me ask you, if you were involved in a group of people, a group of volunteers doing this, and you suddenly had to found yourself in a situation where people pointed out that you were about to benefit massively, that your premium theme business was about to benefit massively by you getting listed in this way due to a decision that you were making to ignore certain rules that apply to other people, would you not just out of a sense of shame decide to maybe postpone your posting? <laughs> to postpone your, your, your release of this theme? Well, uh, there was an issue with some of the actions, but I, I don't want to go into personal stuff. I don't want to start saying that, hey, look, uh, uh, this, uh, this person did the right thing. Uh, it, it's really, it, it's a business for most of the people in this community. And I really hate it when people get on the high horse and they start saying that, oh, uh, we don't care about the fact that somebody maybe is making money out of this. We, the community, shouldn't care about it. Like we have our guidelines and we don't care if someone benefits or doesn't. And it's not our business to judge and it's not our responsibility. But in this case, uh, for example, what happened with uh, Themile and with their theme uh, Zeriflight, they were very transparent about the figures behind that theme. And when their theme was suspended from the WordPress repository, they said that, hey, we started losing about thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a month just because our theme dropped from the popular list. So basically, the theme, the Zeri Flight theme being on the popular list in, in top 10, it was bringing them half, half a million dollars a year extra just for that theme, just for that theme. So when someone says that this popular list doesn't matter much, that it's just uh, nitpicking and that uh, it gets, it shouldn't get any attention, come on, let, let, let's be serious. We're speaking about real, real, real value. Conservatively, conservatively, this was a million dollar heist. Getting consulting, despite name collision, and despite, being, despite knowing it was name collision, despite people on your team saying it was a name collision, this was a million dollar heist. Because at the very minimum, over the next couple of years, or the next few years, being in that, in that position of being the third highest rated non-default team, that's, I mean, if Terf, if, if Zeriflight or whatever was, was worth half a million a year, then this sure as hell is worth a million a year. Well, if nothing changes and if the theme stays there and if the theme's, theme is good and if the reputation is good and the pricing and the landing pages and then conversions and everything, sure, maybe not a million a year, but uh, the fact that you get this free exposure and free traffic and you don't use it to sell anything or to sell less or you're a bad seller, 
that's not the issue. The issue is that you, you are getting this. And you are getting this knowingly that this is happening because, first, name collisions, because there are no unique identifiers, nothing is done about that, and because of a popular, uh, popular tab. Okay, so now we're getting, we get to the meat of it. We get to the meat. It's not just some sort of um, political dysfunctionality. It actually benefits certain people at the top of the tree to have things not work this way. The very flaws are the things that are enriching them. In this case, again, as you said, I want to be polite and I, I don't want to... Why? Why do you want to... Listen, <laughs> you're already persona non grata. Look, what, what happened to you? Dimitru, be honest, okay? What happened after you published this? Are you still on the theme review team? I am on the team, but I was demoted from a moderator to simple reviewer. And uh, it, it's not that I complained that I needed that level of access because it didn't provide any real uh, like benefits and uh, uh, I didn't get anything out of it. But uh, I was... Dem- so, so they didn't, they didn't ban you? No. They didn't no, no. ban you because that would have given too much, that would have given too much attention to you, right? But what they did was they demoted you. Effectively, they told you to fuck off. Well, you could say, yeah, you, you, you could say that. And I wasn't the only one that... Okay. Uh, what was the actual action? But you did something quite funny in order to get to motion. <laughs> yes, you? You yes, I did. You actually submitted a theme. So can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah. So um, at the time when a consulting theme went live, and it went live because another theme with a name collision went live. So basically, it's a chain of events. It's not that consulting starting it. A different theme started it. And uh, I had a theme uh, during review at that time, so I wasn't able to to submit a different theme. And I had already a theme that was ready. It was a food blogging theme called Rosemary, like the herb uh, or spice. I think it's a herb. And I've had it on my website for about a month. Uh, it was available. People were downloading it, using it, and it's available uh, right now as we speak. And I wasn't able to upload my theme sooner. And uh, after consulting went live, my other theme went live that was under review. So uh, I had the theme ready and I submitted my theme uh, Rosemary. That's when I uh, saw that there is a Rosemary theme on Theme Forest. Uh, It's not a food theme, it's a blog theme. And uh, I think it showed for me... Five five thousand uh, active installs. I don't remember right now, because there's no way uh, to check if there's a name collision before you submit your theme. You have to submit the theme with your name, and only then you can uh, discover if it's used uh, anywhere else or not. So I submitted it. I saw that it's also name collision, not ten thousand, but five thousand. Or uh, yeah, I think it was five thousand. But I thought, okay, that's that's not an issue because themes with name collisions already go live. So uh, so that shouldn't be a problem. Mm. But in the ticket, I said that, hey, uh, whoever picks with this ticket, please don't close it immediately because of a name collision. Because here's the case, here's the case, and here's the case when name collisions were accepted. And in this case, I believe that I should be allowed. And uh, whenever a reviewer gets to this ticket, please don't hurry up with, uh, don't close it on the spot. 
And I pinged, uh, I mentioned the admins in the ticket to get their confirmation that, that it's allowed and that everything is uh, okay. Which it, which it means? Oh, I have to open the ticket to see. I think I, uh, I pinged Emilu Zulak, Green Shady, and Poena, I think. So uh, three admins, I think, I pinged. I have to look at the ticket uh, now. I don't want to click on my mouse because <laughs> it will mess up the sound. Uh-huh. And I got replies like, oh, why do you want this name? You should change the name. And I said, well, with all due respect, but uh, I believe that uh, Rosemary is a pretty good name for a, for a food blogging theme. And I've already had it on my website for over a month. People are downloading it, using it. I have a couple hundred of downloads. So if I would change the name, then all these people, I would lose them and they wouldn't be able to update their theme uh, properly. And they said, no, no, you, you have to change the name. And I said, but why? <laughs> a couple of days ago. Who said that? Who said that to you? One of the admins again? Yes, yes. In the ticket. Everything is public in the ticket. So I don't have to say something confidential. It's No, 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 no. If it's already public, come on. Uh, do, do the listeners a favor. Just fill this in properly. So so uh, which admin are you talking to at this stage? Emil, with your luck, he said that uh, he's, uh, I think, uh, affiliated with uh, Theme Forest. So he said that he doesn't see an issue with uh, with this name collision that theme forest themes already prevent uh, theme collisions so yeah. so from their side it's not a problem and uh, right Boyena said that i should change my name uh, green shady also said that i should change my name and when i declined that I don't see a reason why I should be the one who changes uh, the name. My ticket was closed, and that was the end of that. So you had so so you had a kind of a, a split decision where one of the three judges said, "Ah, we, we no problem with it at all," and in fact, I'm associated with the people with whom you collide. Uh, and then you had the other two, Peony and uh, Green Shady. That's Justin Tadlock, right? Yes, correct. Right, yeah, good guy. Uh, so, so, but those two said, "Well, well, we think you should change the name." And did they say it like that? Did they say you must change the name or did they suggest that you change the name? I can quote the message. I can read it. Given that Rosemary is a fairly popular theme on Theme Forest by an elite author that's over a year old and still seeing regular updates, I can't think of a reason not to change the name of this theme. Instead of a common name of Rosemary, why not use the scientific name Rosmarinus? So... No, <laughs> come on. So, so that was the the position. It's still in the ticket, and I said sorry, but uh, I, I don't like Rosmarinus, and I don't want to change it. And then two admins have already asked you to change the name. Yeah, your ticket is only open because we didn't want you to lose your place in the line. So it's a simple matter. Will you change the name? And I said I will not for the reasons that I mentioned above. And the next thing that happened, the ticket was closed and and that's it. Okay. And immediately after that, to go back to what you asked, immediately when that happened, something that I was ready for, uh, being a moderator, I went back into the tickets for Total and Consulting and I simply reopened the tickets and I mentioned that, hey, guys, there are name collisions. We are 
preventing name collisions with all our resources and with all our might. Please <laughs> suspend these themes as soon as possible so as to prevent any problems for our users. What I wasn't aware of is that when you reopen the ticket of an uh, approved theme, uh-huh. the theme disappears from the repository. Ah. So basically you suspend it. Right. That was a bad action from my side to reopen the themes. And basically I removed them for, uh, for a couple of hours from the repository. And immediately the admins took action. They brought back both of the themes. They set them live. They demoted me. And then they said, like, look, you are not punished for the fact that you tried uh, to to get your theme, but you are punished because you uh, reopened themes that you shouldn't have reopened, which, again... Or or, or you reopened tickets that you shouldn't have reopened, yeah. Yes, yes, that technically, not knowingly, and I can honestly say that I didn't expect that reopening the ticket will immediately remove them. I thought that it just, I don't know, starts back the communication. And uh, and that's what happened. To be fair, to be fair, okay, that's that's fair enough. You have to admit, okay, in that's in that context, the demotion was probably not the <laughs> was not entirely, you know, they weren't entirely telling you to fuck off. They but they were uh, that was probably justified in that situation. Yeah. Okay. Sure. As I said, I don't care that uh, I have this status or that status. I just wanted to open the discussion again for those two themes and. There was no discussion. They were simply set back live, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, hey, oh, 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 wait, you suspended two themes. We're bringing them back, but let's let's take this back to the channel and let's communicate and let's analyze and let's see. No, they were simply set back live. I was demoted. My theme was closed. And as a matter of principle, I didn't resubmit my theme with the name Rosmarinus. I didn't change the name. It's still available on my website. Of course, it doesn't get as much attention as it might have gotten in the repo. But and since then, I I don't submit themes. I don't review themes. Uh, That was a bad thing. So... I blogged about this. The tweet uh, with this article is my top tweet uh, of my life. So it got uh, about 40 or 50 retweets. It got a lot of comments. I started getting a lot of uh, personal messages and emails from uh, other authors, reviewers, people in the community, people saying that, oh, that's why I'm not doing this. That's why I'm out of there. That's why I stopped reviewing. Uh, So this article got a lot of uh, attention, uh, a lot of comments from admins. And and basically, (laughs) I don't think that someone from the admins even addressed any of these issues nobody said that hey really we messed up with that theme and it shouldn't have went live and uh, well it happens no it was just well that's the reality one of us gets this and you can (laughs) as you said (laughs) i think when people as you said right at the beginning that when you've been around a system for a while you know you begin to see the flaws you begin to see the you know, the, the small acts of nepotism, the small acts of favor, the small injustices that any system accumulates over time, any organization 
But you know, I kind of wonder sometimes, WordPress has been such a massive steamrolling success. I mean, it's, it's an absolute monster in the world. And a few people like you or I, who've been involved for almost a decade or whatever, a few of us getting disaffected is not going to have any effect on WordPress whatsoever. But I do wonder, I do wonder that the failure to address things like this, the failure to be entirely transparent and the failure to take action, even when there is an appearance of unfairness, that these might be planting seeds for the future. But at some stage, WordPress is not going to be the biggest game in town. At some stage, what goes up must come down and there will be competing systems that begin to take away some of WordPress's thunder. And I wonder if it's because of an accumulation of things like this and a sloughing off of people like you and I, who, I mean, I would say I'm still a, a huge WordPress fan, but certainly I'm, I'm fairly cynical about the reasoning and the, the, uh, the motivations of the people at the top of the WordPress tree. Enough that I wouldn't be a sort of a blind, mad enthusiast for WordPress in the way that I was maybe five years ago. So I kind of wonder, situations like this, you might find that your blog post and this situation gets a lot more attention in two or three years' time. Really, I, I don't give too much importance to my blog post. I don't think that uh, it will change anything in, in the attitude. Uh, I've had some private conversations with people in the community and in the theme review team, and they were private conversations, and I don't want to take the message out of it. And But there were some talks that things will change and uh, there are some plans and uh, uh, the popular issue is a known issue and really people know about it and it will be handled. Nothing really changed. I don't think that this will affect the community in any way. Like seriously, I don't think that uh, I have that power. But still, when I got uh, retweets from uh, Pippins and uh, from other people that are important in the community, if they retweet, uh, I think that if they retweet an article like this, then maybe they also have something to say and that maybe it represents what they would like to say or address as well maybe in a different manner or something else. But I think that in all this situation, what I hated the most is that nobody was really responsible for anything. So after everything settled, everyone cooled down, there's still no one to blame. There's still no one to claim responsibility and to say, look, yeah, we should have done this, but uh, I was busy or I was sleeping or uh, I, I thought that someone else will take action. When you have five or six people that can take decisions and it's sufficient that one of them takes the decision, then you have five people and you see a situation, a controversial situation, and someone says, oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm not stepping into that one. I will uh, I will leave it for someone else. Someone is saying, oh, uh, I'm drunk tonight and I won't handle this today. I'll let someone else take care of it. And you end up with uh, five people that should have done something about it and no one did. Then you get this controversy and all this situation. And everyone is like, oh, you know what? We're volunteers. So what can you do? But, you know, look, I mean, it's not down to just one situation. I, I think the reason 
why you did get retweeted or, or you know, by Pippin and by other people in the community is because there there is a great deal of dissatisfaction. And there we've been hearing this stuff for over a decade about stuff will be handled or stuff will be changed or whatever. But the reality is, is that um, it's not a, a democratic community. It's not a democratic movement. It's not, you know, I mean, it never claimed to be. And at the end of the day, what people see happening I think you're absolutely right. There's a great deal more dissatisfaction under the skin, under the surface. And I think at some stage that may become more voiced. It may be, it, you know, it may become more clear that people are unhappy. You just happen to be the person who came out and and gave voice to it this summer. And I, I think you should take some pride in that. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know about pride, but looking back at everything that happened, uh, I would have handled everything exactly as I did. There's no point where I think that, oh, you know what, probably I shouldn't have done this or uh, I should have articulated a little better my point there. I think that what I did pretty much the reasonable thing that was to do in my case, because in the end, as I said, people use the repository to market their themes to improve their business and to earn some money. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, as I said, I don't have anything against any of the developers that manage to get their themes popular and uh, to benefit from it. Uh, my family doesn't have any more rights than anyone else to live well and to earn their living. My problem was with the inconsistent application of rules sure. and thanks to the country where i lived all my life and uh, where corruption and nepotism is uh, a day-to-day -day, uh, occurrence when i think that something smells bad most likely that there's a reason maybe somewhere that it smells bad for a reason so uh, in this case mm, Everything pointed that there's a conflict, uh, be it uh, passive or active. Uh, I don't have any proof to claim that uh, someone actively did anything to motivate any of the admins to take a certain action. But at least passively, I think that there was bias. Like, oh, oh let's let's wait a day and let's let's see what happens because it's sure. uh, our guy or uh, our friend or uh, it's one of us so would you agree that if we want to fix wordpress at a fundamental level we're going to have to kill matt mullenweg <laughs> uh, well to be <laughs> to be technically correct uh, he doesn't handle the <laughs> The repository and the org, the foundation does. So you would have to. So who 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 would we have to kill? Uh, oh, I need names. Oh man, we need we need names and a wall. Uh, look, I don't want to get on the no fly list. So, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I, I don't want to go uh, in, in into that. Uh, but uh, what I think that, as you said, it's not a democracy, and uh, it didn't. Uh, there were no claims that it's a democracy, but there sh should still be some responsibility. And when something happens, you have to have ways to escalate an issue. Uh -huh. If a reviewer did something bad, there are moderators and there are team leaders. You can easily escalate that. But if a team leader 
does what they did in this case? Who do you escalate it to? What do you do next? Do you write to Matt? Do you do, you do what? And, um, and in this case, you're a leader. You do something or you don't do something and, and mm. boom, you have what you have. So, Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Mastermind.fm. If you liked what you heard in today's episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your feedback encourages us to keep producing the kind of content that you have come to rely on for your own entrepreneurial journey. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover on the show, send it to us through our website or via email at podcast at mastermind.fm or even connect with us on Twitter at mastermind.fm. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a fantastic week.